Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 218. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York, and I'm David Brody from Elmstead in the Morning Show. I put her first this week. Why the hell not? Hi, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Hello. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, it's a special episode of, of 218 because the Brooklyn Boys' phone number is uh, 218-FU-ABE-77, uh, so area code <laughs> 218. It reminded me of the episode, well, the episode 218 reminded me of the phone number where our listeners can leave messages for us. Uh, and if you listen to the Brooklyn Boys podcast, you know what FUABE 77 means. So that being said, we don't have a phone uh, number for our podcast, but that's okay. We're still awesome. Right, Jamie? Yes, we are. <laughs> now, there's a lot of news we got to cover. We didn't do a lot of news last week. In fact, I don't even think we did. Yes. We just did the Carol and Carol leaving uh, the spinoff show news. Yeah. But there's a lot of lot of heat, a lot of flack. Ooh, poor, my poor baby, Norman. Uh, my God. There's a lot of trolls out there. So. Go back in your caves. So people are coming to each other's defenses. We'll talk about that. So let me start off with this. Uh, Norman Reedus was on Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, of course, this week. And he said, you know, the show was originally Carol and me, Melissa McBride and me. But she's taken some time off. You know, 12 years of The Walking Dead is a grueling schedule, and she just wanted to take some time off. She's doing that, and she deserves it. Some fan theories, however, are that Norman Reedus pulled a power move to get production set in the UK, where his German mother of his baby lives, uh, or at least she lives in Europe, and this way he could be closer to his kid. No way. That's the, yes. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan and other people came out and said, that actors almost never get to make decisions like that. And uh, it's no different when the Daryl and Carol show and they should give him a break. Norman also said he may not remain solo forever. He said, I imagine those characters, Daryl and Carol, are going to meet back up at some point and might even meet up with some other characters we know down the road. Hmm. So like I said, maybe Rick shows up or, you know, maybe maybe Daryl's in Europe for one season and then comes back to America where he meets Carol. Or maybe, maybe, maybe six months from now or a year from now, Melissa McBride decides she wants to go to Europe and then join the show. Right? We don't know. We don't. She's, she's tired. However. She's worked hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, Jeffrey, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan said something about why they're filming in Europe. So I'll get to that in a little bit, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Um, so, he says, but yeah, she's taking time off. And they, so they asked me, hey, do you want to go on a, a solo mission? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So he's up for it, uh, but, but it wasn't his idea to go to Europe, according to him. 
and that uh, stopped reading into things. Melissa just wanted time off and didn't want to do the show in Europe. I think that's... Uh, I believe him. Norman's not the type to do a power move, I don't think. He's too nice. And not against Melissa McCarthy. I mean, it is no, his kid, though. No, of, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is, but they're doing just fine in New York City and L.A. Jeffrey Dean Morgan responded to some tweets about this. What do you have for us? Yes. Yeah, so he called out some toxic fans atta- attacking Norman Reedus over Melissa McBride's exit. So Morgan posted on Twitter... Some of you have gone way too far. Toxic. Attacking Norm for crap he has nothing to do with. Melissa made a call that was hers alone, hence the Jimmy Fallon interview. She wants and needs a break. Respect that. Factors involved that are nobody's business. Norm, who's given more than anybody to you all, just shitty. Like, And I love that he did that for his friend. And after a fan accused JDM of spewing lies... <laughs> Crazy. This is what he replied. What? Come on. Nobody's more gutted at Melissa's decision than Norman. Rumors aren't from crew. They're from some asshat who's never been on set before. I was there. I was hard on both of them because they both love each other. Y'all are making assumptions that are really hurtful. Just stop it. Then one fan questioned whether uh, whether or not Norman Reedus may have caused the issue by demanding the Daryl and Carol spinoff be filmed in the UK because Reedus has a daughter with German actress Diane Kruger. JDM shot that down too. Norman has nothing to do with picking the location. That decision is all about story ideas and in caps money. That's the studio and network's decision, not actors. We can say yes and do or no and not do, maybe. Sometimes, if we're lucky and don't have a contract yet, rarely does the actor ever have the power. Nice. Okay, so a couple things. So first of all, I think you said... He, you said I was hard on them, but I think you meant it was hard on them, right? Oh, yeah, typo. Sorry. No, no problem. No problem. Um, so I read somewhere in regards to this story that it might be cheaper for the show to film in Europe somewhere than it is to film in America. And so wherever Carol and Daryl were allegedly going to go to, whether it was Nebraska or hop on a boat, because remember they like she was like, oh, I was going to hop on a boat. I mean, I can't imagine they were going to sail across to Europe, but... Oh my God, yeah. It's possible. I know we had talked about last week, they may show Europe and then have the fast walkers, whatever, and maybe they're going to film there so that Andrew Lincoln come back, but it's possible they're going to film there, but still make it look like it's America. You know, like uh, still have... I thought about that too. I wonder if they're going to do that. Yeah. Like still have forests and burned out buildings and, and whatnot. The thing is though, if they show any cars... The steering wheels will be on the wrong side. Oh, you're right. Oh. Now there are they're not driving any cars, but they have gone to like junkyards but, and seen oh, cars yeah. broken down. So grab gas. <laughs> right. So you know they look. They may stick to the horses and not show any cars, but that is now look. They may film in a European country that drives on the same side of the road we do. We're just assuming it's 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 the UK. It may not be. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, uh, wherever they film. So I wonder if they're going to like, I mean, he's not going to go to a castle or something. He's not going to do like some, no. some whatever, but whatever, wherever they film, I wonder if they're going to make it look like America or actually give him a reason to be in whatever country in Europe that he's going to. That would be interesting. Very interesting. Speaking of spinoffs, the Walking Dead spinoff Isle of the Dead with uh, Lauren Cohan and JDM has a new third co-star. His name is, oh. I, I believe it's pronounced Gaius Charles. G-A-I-U-S or Gaius. Don't have to tweet me. I won't lose sleep over it. But that guy, you might know him. He was Brian Smash Williams on Friday Night Lights. He was Dr. Shane Ross, where I saw him on Grey's Anatomy. And he will be playing Isaac 
in the show. Deadline describes Isaac as confident, ruthless, and unyielding in the pursuit of what he believes is justice with the force of his will and his menace. Isaac enjoys his work and intersperses humor with the terror he incites. This is a family man devoted to building a safe world for his wife and daughters. His journey unearths a loss he is haunted by. He has patience and resilience and walks rather than runs from his mistakes. Ooh. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So there's now three people in the show taking place in New York. Now they're going to start filming this summer in New York. So I wonder if you and I, if we get word like where they're filming, we should, we should go. We know people. We know people who know people, but we should, we should try to get it, like at least watch the filming a little bit. Oh my God. Is, if that's a thing, yeah. <laughs> well, they are filming in New York. So I, you know, they may shut down a street here and there, you know, to they get always some, film near our building too. They, there's a lot of filming by our building. There's a lot of TV shows that film. There's movies that film by our, by our, by our mm-hmm. I, and there's, there's movies that take place like outside. Uh, what, uh, what's the blacklist filmed right outside our building? There was a Nicolas Cage. Yes. Do you remember the Nicolas Cage movie? I, don't, don't tweet me, but it's the one where he, uh, is it waitress? Uh, or something like that where there's a waitress and he gives her a big tip and then they, they fall in love and they get like thousands of fan mail letters or something at the end. <sighs> anyway, that was around the corner from our offices and then they tore that little uh, little restaurant down and they put up an apartment building. Oh. <laughs> so so uh, they they made like a fake storefront for the movie, but it's not there anymore. But they, yeah, there's a bunch oh, of stuff that you. films in the park across the street. So maybe they'll film the apocalypse. I wonder if they're going to film maybe by the World Trade Tower or by by the tunnels or in, in you know, Central Park would be good because you have all that open oh, space. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. There's lots of room to run and there's trees. And so wherever they film, we should go. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Agreed. I'm I'm down. I'm down. Now you have some, I guess, bad news about the uh, another bad news article about Daryl spinoff. Oh man, oh, so I'm a little sad by this, but it's okay. So the Walking Dead's Daryl spinoff loses showrunner our girl Angela King days after Melissa McBride's exit. Oops. So the upcoming Daryl Dixon spinoff series will be changing showrunners with current The Walking Dead showrunner Angela King stepping down from her work on the series spinoff. King is expected to still serve ex- as executive producer on the series and reportedly stepped aside to focus on other projects she has in the works at AMC. So Stumptown and Mercy Street showrunner David Zabel will be stepping in as the new showrunner on the series for this show. All right. So uh, everybody's leaving but Norman. I know. <laughs> Poor Norman. Everyone's like, bye. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I'm sure it'll still be good. I'm sure they wouldn't oh, have hired. Well, I'm watching. They didn't hire Ian Goldberg. So already I'm, I'm good. Poor Ian. <laughs> well, let's talk about the new episode of Fear. Did you like it? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, Ophelia. It was, it was really an eh for me. It, it, was, uh, it was definitely a bridge episode. It was one of those where it's going to lead to something, but it didn't, it, it didn't lead to much. So I do want to make a correction. Not that it matters very much now. But last week I said that Arno and the uh, the guy he was with were going to get radiation from the pit. But in mm-hmm. these scenes from last week section, uh, before the episode this week, they showed them again and they were both wearing gas masks. 
So not a big deal, but I didn't remember they had gas masks on. Oh, I don't. I thought they had them off too. Oh, well, I thought the same thing. That being said, spoiler: we don't need to worry about Arnold much more. Ah, yeah. And I, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you a, a selfish reason why I'm glad Arno did not survive this episode. Spoiler: I voice text my notes during the episode, so as it's going on, I'll talk into my phone to take notes. And every time mm-hmm. I said Arno, if I went really, really slowly, it would say Arno. But if I spoke normally, it would either say Arnold or or <laughs> our, O-U-R, and then N- Oh, no. And then N-O. Oh, that's annoying. And so I started just saying Arnold, and then I went back into the, <laughs> I went back into the Word document and then changed all Arnolds to Arno. I figured that out after like four weeks of yelling at my phone, Arno! Arno! <laughs> And it, then, and then, and then it would say A R E N O. I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> so no more names of like that don't work in my voice to text. That's, That's it. Funny. Luciana's a problem. Ophelia. Oh my God, Ophelia's a problem in voice to text because it kept coming up. Ophelia. Oh no. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Ophelia. I thought she was done. Like back in the day when she was alive. Spoiler. She's dead again. She's. Yeah. Well, we have to talk about her again. I, I had that problem. Every time I voice texted her name, it was a problem. So when they killed her, I was like, yes, never have to worry about her again. But this whole episode was Ophelia, 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 Ophelia. Every other word was Ophelia. Yeah. So I was I was thinking I, was, I would just change her name to off so that I would change all the <laughs> all the offs to Ophelia's. But then if there, if there was an off in my script, in my voice texting, it would change to Ophelia. And then I'd be like, oh, so they jumped Ophelia the ship. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, no, you can't win. I can't I can't win. Okay, so the show starts off there in the submarine. Luciana's playing a memory game with Daniel. Daniel matches two boat cards and says he thinks the boat looks familiar to something in real life. Now, the whole episode was based, well, a lot of it was based on the, his, 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 his boat card, right? So, um, oh, the whole episode. So if he had found any other two cards that matched, horses, ducks, the whole episode would have been different because coincidence bullshit they get kidnapped and taken to an area made of boats. I mean... <laughs> on dry land. On dry... Come on. All right. Uh, uh, okay. All right. So uh, he accidentally calls... Uh, I'm going to call her Lucy. He accidentally calls Lucy Ophelia. And uh, L- uh, Lucy says, Ophelia is no longer here. And Daniel says, that's right. She left. We have to go find her. Like, it's really sad. No, but he said... So Luciana meant she's dead. And Daniel was like, he meant she left, like when she left in season two from the hotel and he never saw Oh, her. yeah. She, she, he thought she's still alive out there. Right. Morgan, Sarah, and Sherry are talking about going outside the submarine to wherever, wherever Dwight is. Because Dwight says he found ammunition and he needs help, but he's surrounded by hundreds of walkers and he can't get out. Basically, Sarah and Sherry are not even on the show anymore. I mean, they, they do like a one-scene <laughs> cameo. Kind of. And they showed up at the end for a second. I guess they filmed it all on the same day. And then they went home. So this <laughs> this anthology, the way they're doing it where each episode is its own story, really allows the actors to not have to work every day. But it's probably saving the show a lot of money. Because none of them are full-time oh, actors. That's, yeah, that's true. The actress playing Sarah is probably going to be on three episodes this season. Where's Rabbi? Is he alive? I don't Where is he? I, I, th- <laughs> I think he's at the tower. I think Strand mentioned he was at the tower. My God, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, Wendell's there. He's barely working. Uh, Alicia had the episode off. 
So they're picking and choosing who works, and that's fine. But this wasn't exactly your. I mean, this was. I, I mean, it wasn't exactly your A list. I mean, I love Daniel, but Lucy and Wes, meh. Mm, meh. Meh. I mean, you, you're trying. Daniel to, carried that. You're trying to keep the interest of the Walking Dead fans, and you're putting out an episode that was much like Taron Heath. I kept thinking about that episode, the bottle episode. This is what I mean. Dan, Daniel with Daniel Salazar is great, but the episode was really like, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, okay. Yeah, agreed. Luciana comes by to say that Daniel's making some progress. And Morgan says that's good. Now, here's where Morgan says something that leads to something later in the episode. He says, we're going to need him to fight Strand. He says he knows Strand and we need him to get better. And Lucy was sort of like, well, is that why we're improving his memory so he can fight Strand? And Morgan's like, you know, I mean, we need him, you know. He's helpful. And Wes comes by and says, Daniel's missing. He left the submarine. How do you, I know it's a big submarine, but wouldn't you hear? Wouldn't you hear the guy open the hatch? That's loud. Yeah, you would think. How does a guy walking on the top and climbing down the side? Wouldn't you hear that? They show Daniel. He's out looking for Ophelia mm. because he forgot she died, and he's calling on her walkie-talkie. But of course, she doesn't answer, and he's losing his mind. He's screaming, and I thought he might as well be screaming to the the deaf guy who's you know from the, I know because she's so dead. Sound. She's she's not there. She's not going to answer. She's dead. Anyway, somehow, miraculously, Wes and Lucy find him and he, sh- he almost shoots them. He's like, take your masks off because they had the uh, gas masks on. He says, Lucy, the boat card, it was a sign. The last time I saw Ophelia was on a boat. She's trying to send him a signal. Okay. Even if she was alive, how would she send him a signal? They don't have psychic mm. powers. This isn't a, a Marvel movie. I know. Oh, he's he's so ill. Now, if she's dead and you believe in spiritual stuff, then maybe she could send you a signal if that's what you believe. So he's combining the two possibilities and he's saying, she sent me a sign. It's a sign, the card. He says to Lucy, you told me she left. So I'm, I'm out here trying to find her. And Luciana says, your daughter died years ago in Mexico. And Wes, uh-huh. and Wes confirms it. And he says, you, you two are just confused. I saw her yesterday. You know, he's losing it. He's really losing it. It's very sad. Then he accuses Lucy of trying to take Ophelia's place in his life. He says, I'm sorry. I know you're alone, but she's my daughter. Like, you and I are friends and all, but you can't replace my daughter. You'll never be her. Right. Then they are quickly surrounded by scavengers. They gas them and take them to their headquarters, which is uh, some big shack. And there's about 10 of them. Daniel is convinced we can, he goes, we can take them. And the other two are like, shut up, man. We're not taking anything. So they're living in a maze of boats and ramps. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of ramps. I'm not sure who built that because the walls aren't complete and they don't. the walls don't keep any the walkers out. So they have to use the ramps to walk above. Exactly, a, walk above them. Above the walker level. Daniel grabs a gun out of Arno's belt and threatens to kill him. Arno's men pull their guns on him and Daniel says, I will kill you. And Arno says, go ahead. Now, this is not a smart move by Daniel, because if he shoots Arno, the other guys will shoot him. What is he accomplishing? Anyway, Nothing. He, he, he pulls the trigger and the gun is empty, which Arno must have known. And he says, yeah, those the guns are really good for threatening humans, but they don't really work uh, well against uh, the walkers. Or as they call them, posters. I, I, yeah, what does that mean? I, I'm sure it doesn't mean like a poster on your wall. Maybe it means post-mortem, like post-death. Maybe that's what it means. Oh, that that makes sense. Because I heard that a few times. I'm like, what is posters? 
Okay, that makes sense. Uh, somebody should have explained it. Yeah. But lo- luckily, we are here to hopefully take a good guess at it. <laughs> Arno tells them they've been monitoring their communications and they know that they found a cache of weapons. They just don't know where the weapons are. And so they want them to tell them where the weapons are. And Arno says, if you don't tell us, we're going to throw you to the walkers. And Daniel looks around and he sees a boat as part of the structure they built. And he says, he calls it the Abigail, which of course is the ship they were on in season two. And they lock Daniel and Lucy up and they're going to interrogate Wes. They say he's first. We're going to interrogate Wes. Uh, I would like to make a correction. Uh, I did say that I didn't think it was Wes in the cage, that it might be somebody else with the same hair. But no, it was in fact Wes in the cage. So although I was trying to outsneak their sneakiness, they were actually legit this time. And it was so hard for me not to say anything. I know. You, I had seen the episode. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, nah, because you watched it. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's, that's okay. I didn't, like, bet my house on it. I just had a feeling because they, they Normally seemed, you're right, but I, it was, I had to just play along. It was just weird because they went out of their way not to show his face. And it's not like Luciana and da- uh, Daniel have the same hair. Exactly. You're like, they oh, I, w- I, which, I, which, one, which one of them could it be? Well, I'm pretty sure it's the guy with the, with the braided hair. It's him. So, all right. Well, it was Wes. Uh, let's talk about all that when we come back. Jamie, what ID would you like to hear? Hmm. Apparently, you didn't, spend, Gre- you didn't spend the whole week thinking about it. Go ahead. How about Gregory oh. and, his gingham, and the gingham? Oh, you want to hear a Xander Berkeley? <laughs> Xander Berkeley. <laughs> when you first said Gregory, I thought you, I thought you meant Gregory, Gregory oh, Nicotero. I, oh, no. And, oh, yeah, him too. Well, we interviewed him, but I don't remember if we got an ID oh, yeah, from him. I don't, you're right. I don't think we did. That was the day we had five interviews in a row. Boom, boom, boom. That was such a fun day. And we said, hi, we're going to hang up. Uh, Michael Cutlins is on the phone. Oh, tell him I said hi. That was for the uh, one of the conventions we went to. And so yes. we had all these interviews. And I don't know if Greg Nick... I'll have to look, listen back to the interview and see if we got one from him. But we, we had done... That was the one where we got... Um, Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, don't cry, Jamie. Oh, stop. I always, Every time it's his birthday or his passing, I always cry. He's so, all right. so sweet. All right, so we'll play Xander Berkeley here. And we'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER okay Jamie uh, Daniel and Lucy are in the uh, holding cell and Daniel calls the guard. The guard looks like he's 16 years old. He's probably 25, but he looked young. He did. And, and he says, young. I have information that I want to give to Arno. You need to let me out. I need to talk to Arno. Just like that. Let me out. I'm going to tell him where the weapons are. Lucy says, "You what? So, so he says, yeah, go get him. Uh, and so he says, I, you know, I more or less, I, I know where he is. 
you know, uh, I, I don't know exactly where it is, but more or less, I know, I know where the guns are. And so the guy says, all right, I'll take you to Arno. Now, why wouldn't you just bring Arno to the, to them when Arno was finished interrogating Wes? Exactly. Rather than let them out. So Luciana says, well, if you're going to take him, you got to take me also because his English isn't good and I need to translate. So a couple of things. He just had a whole conversation with the guard in perfect English and said, I need to speak to Arno. I've got information for him. <laughs> I'm going to tell him where the guns are in exchange for me going, you know, I, I, I want to give him information for, to, so I can get my daughter and whatever yeah. else he wants. So the guys, the guy should have just said, he speaks perfect English. But also, I have to call bullshit in Espanol because we find out later that Arno speaks Spanish. Yeah, he does. So the guard, so triple bullshit. The guard hears Daniel speak perfect English and then believes Luciana that he doesn't. Step two. And step three, Arno speaks Spanish. He does. So the guy goes to leave uh, and he says, I'll be back. Luciana again tries to tell him how much he means to her and that she's worried about him and that she's worried that when he finds out Ophelia is dead, he's going to react terribly and he doesn't believe it. He's like, I I still don't believe it. I know my daughter's alive. The guards come and take them both. Uh, Wes is in the cage and he says, I'm not going to betray my people and give up the guns. And Arno reminds him that, hey man, you killed your own brother. You know, how loyal are you? And by the way, your brother was a friend of mine. Because don't forget, Arno and these other scavengers were part of Teddy's group. Yes, they were. And Wes killed his brother because his brother was a nut job. By the way, if you're in an evil cult, and I, I'm sorry, I apologize if, I, if you think I refer to you as a nut job. So I apologize. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. So, <laughs> so he, he, did, he did kill his brother, which I, I, I imagine was brought up because that comes up later in the episode. And so that I, I imagine that's why Arno brought up the brother thing, because I don't know how killing your brother relates to I would do anything to save my people since he killed his brother to save his people. It didn't seem to make sense to me. He's like, well, you killed your brother. Mm-hmm. Where's your loyalty? He's like, well, I killed him because he's trying to kill me and he wanted to kill my friends, which just reinforces the fact that he'll do anything to protect his people. He even killed his brother. Just before they lower him into the pit of walkers, Daniel and Luciana show up. Perfect, perfect timing. As always. Daniel says, let Wes out of the cage and I'll tell you where the weapons are. And Arno says, why would I do that? I have the leverage. I've got your boy in there. You guys are my prisoners. I'm not going to let him out. And Daniel says, look, I know how to get information from people and that's not how you do it. My guess is everyone you put in that cage, you had to kill because they don't talk. And Arno gives him a look like, you know, you might be right. You might be onto something there. As a matter of fact, yeah, Okay. Because, you know, Daniel's, Daniel tortured people. He was, his job was... Oh, God, yeah. As a reminder, his job was to get information out of people, which we saw in the first season when he tortured that soldier. That was rough. Daniel says he will gladly trade the location of the weapons for his daughter. And Arno has no idea what he's talking about and then says, uh, yeah, uh, she's in the boat, like the, the, uh, the Abigail, yeah. And says, uh, yeah, we have her. Mm. And Luciana tells Daniel in Spanish, don't trust him, he's using you. And Arno makes it clear he speaks Spanish by saying, you know, something in Spanish to them, which again, I say, then why did Luciana need to be there as a translator? She didn't. Arno says something cryptic like, you know, you don't know what's coming, but Morgan and Alicia are going to get you all killed, which we find out later we, we knew was the, was the walkers in the pit. Oh, yeah. So Daniel gives them the coordinates 
and says, here's where I believe, by the way, do they all have uh, compasses and um, GPS systems where they know the coordinates? Seriously, when he's writing down coordinates, I'm like, what in the hell? I wouldn't, it's hard to, enough to Google the coordinates, Jesus, and he just knew it? Yeah, he's like, oh, here are the coordinates. Even if Dwight gave the coordinates, how did, does Dwight have some? How do you find that? Unless he's got something from the submarine, maybe let's go with that. Let's go with the fact that he's got something from the submarine that gives coordinates. But then Daniel remembered the coordinates? Why would Daniel even have that information? Unless his, unless he's like an idiot savant where he can't remember like Ophelia's dead, but he remembers oh coordinates. God, but it, uh, that could happen. That could happen. Here are the coordinates. Like if you want to say, hey, there's a, there's a giant mountain with a rock formation that looks like a penis. He's over there. Like, oh, we know where that rock formation looks like a penis is. Not a problem. But that's not what he does. He gives him the coordinates. So then what happens? Arno sends half his men to go to the coordinates. To get the what, weapons. What? How do they track that? <laughs> yeah, do they have a way to track coordinates? Serious? I mean, come on. I, that was my first question. How the hell are they finding this? Uh, unless they, they can track it by the, by the sun. Have they learned how to track la- latitude and longitude by the place of the sun based on the day? Do they have sundials? I'm, I'm just confused by all of this. All of it. <laughs> sundials. <laughs> and then, so the first error they made tactically was the old let me out of the jail cell bit, right? Then Arno sends half his men to go to go to the coordinates, right? But anytime you ever see like, I'll, I'll tell you where the gold is, what do they do? They say, well, you're coming with us. And if it's not there, we'll kill you on the spot. Yep. Instead, they leave all of them there and send the men off on a wild goose chase. Half the men. Half the men on a wild goose chase, where it'll be 24 hours, according to, to Daniel's calculation, that he sent them off in the wrong direction that it'll be a full day before they come back, which means it'll be at 12 hours before they at least walkie that, that guns aren't there. So he's got 12 hours legitimately, unless they don't have walkies that far away. At least I was going to say, and, and walkies work that far? So maybe they don't. So maybe that's why he said we've got roughly 24 hours yeah. before they come back. So they put them back in the holding cell, and Daniel says, look, because they're mad at him. Like, why don't you give them the coordinates? And he says, I gave them wrong coordinates. I'm not stupid. I did it so half of his men would leave because Daniel's a tactical genius. And he says, I've got, look, I have this knife in my pocket that I picked off of Arno when he shoved me against the wall. He says, these people are poorly trained. Like very like condescending in a funny way. Like these people are stupid. (laughs) But yet he can't remember anything. He then explains to Lucy that his mind is cloudy because of his past, that he lied to Ophelia. And then when he finally told her the truth, he didn't have a chance to explain why he did the things he did. So Ophelia knew he was a killer, but didn't know why he was a killer. He said, if I can just find her and explain everything, it, my mind will be clear. So as the showrunners of Fear pointed out in the post-show extra information, extra footage, Daniel's problem is not mental or physical. It's psychological. And that he honestly can't remember anything because of this horrible guilt that he never got to tell his daughter that he wasn't a horrible person. And that's why his mind is screwed up the way it is. Mm. We come back from commercial and Daniel is laying on the floor. He's on the ground and they're calling, Daniel's sick, he needs help, he needs help. The second oldest trick in the jail cell playbook is the, he needs medical, he needs medical attention right away. And what happens every time they go in? You know they're going to get jumped. There's a guy behind the door there's a guy oh, there's somebody. suspended over the door. He's going to drop down. 
Uh, they, they have fake vomit on the floor. He cut himself to show he's bleeding from his forehead, that he banged his head, he's unconscious. So the guard says, is he even in trouble? Is he even injured? Like, he knows it's the oldest trick in the book. He's like, is he even dead? Are you, is he faking it? He actually says those things. Oh my God. And then Lucy <laughs> says, you better get in here before he turns. If he turns, it'll be your fault. Well, who gives a shit? Arno doesn't care about these people. If he turns no. and he kills them, so what? Wes already said he wouldn't talk. They already gave the coordinates to the guns. If they aren't the right coordinates, they're going to kill all three of them anyway. So the, exactly. So the kid's like, oh, I wouldn't want him to turn. How terrible would that be? What? <laughs> so great. The so, kid also is like, so yeah. So the, guy, so, so the guy says, oh, that makes sense. Okay. So he opens the gate and let goes me let in. let you out. Now, again, if Arno, if Arno's people, if he had like 10 guys, right? If half of them went, do the math. If half of Arno's people go to Chicago on a train, leaving at 3.30, and then the other half of the men stay back, how come there's only three people? The woman who does nothing, Ar- Arno, and the young guard who's an idiot. Yes. Why wouldn't you leave more muscle back? Why wouldn't you leave one? Where is everybody else? Well, yeah, where is everybody? Exactly. They sent everyone to get the guns. And so Dummy, Useless, and Arno are the only ones there. So the young guy gets jumped by Daniel, not even by other two. Daniel, playing dead, jumps up and gets him with the knife. <laughs> and he, he takes the guy prisoner and demands to be taken to the Abigail. And Luciana says to Wes, listen, he needs to see she's not there. And then we'll be all good. Once he sees she's not there, maybe this whole fantasy will end. So they ask the guy what the plan is. Why did Arno say that we're all in danger and uh, we don't know what's going to happen? So the kid, the kid cracks like an egg and says, I know that uh, the plan involves the posters, I don't know why they, so he says, um, but I don't know why. I just know it involves the nuclear pit. So they get to the boat. Now keep in mind, nobody sees them holding him at knife point, walking across the planks. The, no one. The area is basically a square. Like you can see across the, pl- yeah. it's not like there's like a, a runway that goes a mile away and you don't <laughs> see it. They're all basically in a square. The same radius. They can all see each other. Right. But nobody sees him taking him at knife point to the. The, the, the fake the, the fake Abigail ship, right? So they get to the boat, and of course, she's not there. No one's holding Ophelia there. And the kid says, she was never here. And uh, Daniel says, I don't believe you because Arno said she was here. And Lucy again reminds him, Ophelia is dead. You buried her. Dumbass. I know. God, how many times? It's so painful to keep telling him over and over. He says, look, you want to see your daughter, but you know you can't, and that's why you're confused. He tells the guard, you know what? You went along with the lie. And the guy's like, well, I, uh, what? He's like, you lie. You went along with the lie that my daughter was, was alive and in that boat. And you can see he's getting angry. Like he's got the knife to the kid's neck now at this point, And he's holding him over the walker pit. And the kid turns to Wes, like knowing he's, that Daniel's mad, and says, hey man, I knew your brother at the oil fields. You know, I knew, I knew him. And Wes is like, oh, I, I got to hear what you have to say. And it's, Starts running over to, to talk to the guy, and Daniel slits his throat. Oh my God, yeah. Did you see him stab the guy in the head? Because they slit his throat, but I didn't see no, anybody. And I thought about that because they kept panning to the other, the, them talking, and he's just laying there, and I thought, well, he's going to turn and get up. Right. Because I didn't see them stab him in the head. They but did. It didn't happen. And he didn't turn, which no, was. No, which was I was weird. waiting. I, now, I, I guess off camera they stabbed him in the head. But, you know, we're so used to seeing the stabbing in the head and the head, you know, that... Uh, really? We wait for that. <laughs> we wait for that, yeah. All right, it's my turn to pick an ID. 
uh, I don't know what I want. So when I'm editing it, I'll pick something. How about that? Because I have, I have the power. All right. Okay. This is the last commercial break we're going to take. We'll be right back after this. We'll wrap it up and uh, we'll let you get on with your life. Be right back. Hey, this is Jesse McCartney and I played Reed on Fear the Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As the three of them are walking back to wherever they're walking to, I guess, uh, Daniel is in the lead and he turns around and he throws the wooden plank that connects two sections of the walkway over the side into the walkers so the other two can't follow him. Now, remember, they can't follow him. It was a plank like six or seven feet long. And now there's a huge gap that they can't get over. Okay? Can't get around that. Can't get around that. Daniel says, I'm not confused. And Lucy says, I'm, you know, I'm worried about you. And he says, I'm worried about you too. Okay. So Daniel says, I don't want you following me. I'm not confused. I got to take care of something. And, uh, she says, well, I'm worried about you. And he says, well, I worry about you too, Lucy, but I I want you to stay here. Uh, I'll be fine. Okay. Wes tells Lucy that he wanted to find out about his brother from that guy because he wanted to know if his brother launched the attack on tank town even if he knew his brother was there. In other words, did he know Wes was there and he still launched the attack? And he still did it, yeah. He says, look, I killed him and I at least want to know if he deserved it. Like, if he if he launched an attack on me, then I don't feel so bad killing him because he was too far gone. Luciana and Wes say they both look for something. They can't find anything to put over the gap, right? They can't find anything. There's nothing to put over that gap to no get them. Planks, nothing. Nothing. And they can't go off the boat because on one side is the walker pit and the other side is the forest where there's a bunch of walkers gathering. So they can't get off. They're trapped. They're trapped on the boat. We've established that. They've already said they can't find anything. They're trapped on the boat. With the dead kid that hasn't turned. Right. Daniel heads back. Nobody sees him. Nobody sees him walk across the planks to the other side of the, uh, the structures. Arno kills a radiation walker in the pit with a long stick and he tells the woman, go get rid of the body. Although I'm not sure how she's going to do that when it's surrounded by walkers, but okay. So this is the way he gets rid of the only other person alive. <laughs> he tells her, go, go down to the pit. Now he tells her to go down to the pit, but yet she's nowhere to be found when they lower Arno into the pit. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's so weird. I don't have no idea what's happening. <laughs> There's just plot holes everywhere. Uh, yeah, big holes. Big holes. So now Arno is the only person there. Now, I guess the only person alive at this point. That's other than the woman who's on a mission to do what. And just as she walks away, Daniel, who, by the way, had no place to hide, right? Everything's planks. So the woman walks away and within seconds, he runs up behind Arno and puts a knife to his throat. 
How does and you the, would think they would hear him because it's so loud walking across the Right, and how does the woman not see him? He was at most six feet away on the plank. And she's like, hey, Arno, behind you, watch out. But instead, she walks away and doesn't turn around, doesn't notice that Daniel is only feet away. Feet, feet away. He puts Arno in the cage and says, you lied to me. You lied to me about Ophelia, that my daughter was here. And Arno says, I would do anything to save my people, which is the same thing Wes did. Wes said the same thing. So Arno, Arno begs for him not to do this in Spanish. And Daniel says, I meant to tell you, your Spanish is getting pretty good. And then lowers him down. <laughs> my God, savage. Daniel is ruthless. He goes, oh, by the way, I'm about to kill you, but your Spanish is very good. It's getting better. Let me give you a compliment on the way down. <laughs> so he lowers him into the walkers and he's in the cage, which is like a shark cage. And he avoids the walkers as long as he can. They're all grabbing at him. Oof, ah. And then he slips, right? He kneels down and slips. So his feet, both of his legs, as he slips, to, I don't know how this happens. I don't know how you slip. Both of his legs slide. Go right through the cage. Through, out, oh. out of the cage. Now, 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 hear me out. The walkers were all standing up and they were pawing at him. The second he falls down, they're able to grab his legs before he can stand back up. I guess they all came on at him at one time. Falling down leg through the cage bullshit. <laughs> That's at first. So they start eating his legs and he's screaming, Ah, my legs, my legs, my legs. As, as, as one would do when walkers as, are eating. As anyone would be screaming, oh my God. Luciana pulls the cage. So Luciana come, comes by with Wes. Because I guess Daniel has walked away. And they pull the cage up. Now, tell me how Wes and Luciana got there. How'd they get there? And Daniel couldn't have lifted that seven foot plank up out of the pit to put it back. No. So how did, how did they do it? They couldn't find anything. And all of a sudden, did they, did they pull themselves over the handrails? Oh my God. I've Good question. Yeah. I'm calling plank bullshit. <laughs> so they're back. They pull Arno back up and he's alive, but his legs are all chewed up badly. God, that was so hard to watch. He's alive and he's like, oh. uh, now, I guess he's oh, lost too much so blood at this point. For them to, oh. They're not going to cut his legs off and save him. Because what are oh, they? No. He's beyond repair. And even if they could, why would they? So he'd have like no legs. What are they going to do with him? Uh-huh. They already got Wendell in the wheelchair. So they're going to carry him around like on, on their back. And like the, like, a, like, a, like a Arno Bjorn. He would. Uh, Arno Bjorn. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just had that visual in my head. Lucy says, what's coming? Tell us what's coming. And he says, look, if you tell us. I promise to keep your people safe. He says, someone's letting the walkers out of the pit, but it's not him. And they have radiation that Luciana needs to get to the tower. It's the only place they'll be safe because you can't even get near these walkers without dying, without getting radiation. As, as we've learned from Charlie, who is dying. Mm. So I guess Strand is letting the walkers out. I mean, who else that's, is there? That's what I, that's what I thought. I mean, who else would it be? Exactly. Yeah. So I guess he's letting them out. So they'll get in the way of, Alicia's people. They'll, if he gets the radiation walkers to go around the tower, then they can't get near the tower. Or maybe they'll they'll infect and kill Alicia's people. I guess that's the plan. We still have no idea where Arno's other men are and how Luciana and Wes got back over the gap. If you guys can figure it out, let us know, please. And tweet please us. Please tweet us. Tweet us at David Brody at the Talking Jamie and at Walkers underscore Talkers. Thank you very much. Daniel says, I killed him, meaning Arno. I killed him because he lied to me about Ophelia being alive. Now, remember what he said. I killed him because he lied to me about Ophelia being alive. What would he do if anyone else lied to him about Ophelia being alive? 
kill them. Daniel tells Lucy, look, this is the second time I almost got you people killed. You should just leave me here. Leave me here. Go on without me. (laughs) He says to Lucy, nobody knew about my past but you. You've seen what I can do. Why do you stay with me? And she says, because people make mistakes. We all do. And he says to her, you know, we're not blood, but as of today, we are family. Which is hurtful considering what she's going to do in a couple of minutes. Mm. The next thing we see is Luciana giving a TED talk to all of Arno's people. (laughs) Somehow she's got all of them together and they're all willing to listen to her, even though they're the enemy and they just killed Arno and the guard. I was going to say, they just killed their leader and his body's still sitting there. And the other, yeah, he's in the cage. They stabbed him in the head. And I'm thinking, why would they trust Luciana and, and those people that they've been trying to kill unless they hated Arno? She gives them a, a typical badly written speech. We need to work together. We're, we, we're, we believe in the same thing, right? We all want to escape the dead and we want to get the tower from Strand. And these people who their mission has been to kill Alicia, to get the guns, they all go, yeah, it's what Teddy would have wanted. No problem. We're in. No, <laughs> They're like, okay, sounds good. See no, you there. no deliberation. No, let's, we need to talk. No, like, no fight back. No, nothing. like, you lied to us about the guns. So, so here's two things I want to ask. If these are not the guys who went to get the guns, because if you look at the people in this building, there's like 30 of them, right? There's like yeah. 30 people, women. So, there's a couple of huge guys in the back wearing skins. So, my where qu- were they? Yeah, where were they? If they were the if they were the men who went to look for the guns, then where are all these women from? Where are all these other people from? And if they weren't the people, where have they been the whole episode? We're just seeing them now. Why? Right. They're like, well, that's what Teddy would have wanted. So Teddy would have wanted you guys to work with people that just killed Arno? Or Teddy hates Strand that much. He'd want the tower. Mm, probably that one. Right. And, and does, does Teddy know Strand? I'm sure they, they knew of each other. No, because Teddy. I don't think they actually physically met. Did no, they? no. Because Strand was in the tower when the nukes went off. I don't. I'm trying to remember. Oh, you're right. Yes. But Strand had walked away. No, Strand, I think Strand knew Arnold. Let's just go with, I mean, he knew Teddy. Let's just say he knew Teddy. Let's just say he knew. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. So they're like, hey, that's what Teddy would have wanted. So they're like, oh, great. Great job, Lucy. No one else could talk them into it. Alicia couldn't talk them into it. I was just going to, I was just going to say, Alicia couldn't do it, but Lucy did it in like a five, you know, less than a five minute speech. So then Daniel says to Lucy, What's going to happen when they figure out you can't give them what they want, what you just promised them? Now, keep in mind, Alicia misinformed them and failed them twice, right? And they wanted to kill her. Now they believe Luciana is going to get them this place in the tower if they help fight. Did you notice, though, when Daniel said, what's going to happen when they figure out you can't give them what they want? They were all standing right there. I know. It was like, how about a whisper, honey? Or let's go in the other room. Let's move it along. Nothing. Let's say right in the room. Right. They're all like five feet away and and ignore him like he's not talking to them. Now they all leave. So Luciana says, we're going to need your help, Daniel. Now she's repeating what Morgan had said. We're going to need your help. You know how Strand thinks before he thinks you can help us get in there. And he said, look, you got us out of being locked up. You can get us, you know, you got us. very Morgan of her. you, You got us to the boat. And Daniel says, I did it because my thoughts of Ophelia kept me focused, right? Mm. Thinking about Ophelia and rescuing Ophelia kept my mind focused. So then a light bulb goes off in Lucy's head. She had that look on her face. 
that she's going to lie to Daniel, right? And mm. she talks to Wes, and Wes says, please tell me you're not thinking what I think you're thinking. And she says, it's the only way to save all of these people. And Wes oh, says, she's thinking it. Wes says, I want no part of that. And he leaves. He's like, I'm out. Goodbye. He walks uh, Bye. Luciana just became blood, right? She goes, just became family, rather. He's like, you're not blood, but you're family. He says, I can trust you. And now oh, she's going to stab him in the head and lie to him. Oh, She yeah. says, uh, Arno told me something before he died. He said, Ophelia's alive and that Strand has her at the tower. My God. Now you think Daniel would be like, wait a minute. First of all, was Daniel that far away when she was talking to Arno? Where did he go? How far could he have walked away that he didn't hear all of that? Yeah. And, and just coincidentally, she's at the tower with Strand? Okay. So Daniel says, uh. Daniel says, why don't you tell me sooner? She says, I was afraid to. I thought if I told you, you would run off to the tower and get yourself killed. She says, but what I saw you do here, you can lead us all. You can help us take the tower if you know Ophelia is in the tower. So at that point, Daniel should have said, so are you lying to me because you know I'm going to lead you to the tower? So he says, it isn't clear. I'm not sure what to believe. If this is another a lie, this could break me. Are you sure? Oh, are you God, sh- that was so sad. Say, right. And he says, are you sure? Oh, are, are you sure? And she says, oh. it's true, Daniel. Yes, she's living in the tower. She says, we'll get together. And he says, we will get in that tower then. You and me and Ophelia. We will be together always. So now one of the showrunners in the bonus uh, scene afterwards on AMC plus said that Lucy's thinking is I really care about him and I'm only lying to him so I can get him in a safe place where he can recover and not have to worry. Well, the submarine's safe, isn't it? They have, nobody's, they they have food for years. Yeah. They have food and the floorboards. They can live in the submarine. Why they need to take the tower, I'm not sure. Now, granted, living in a tower we could walk around is much nicer than being cramped in a submarine, but they are safe. Daniel's safe. He's playing memory games with you. Oh, they have games and to me, To me, this is Luciana being selfish. I don't care what the showrunner said. This is her being selfish. She wants to live in the tower. She wants oh, revenge on Strand, right? Okay, so Wes talks to Luciana outside and says, my brother and I had a saying that people are people, meaning all people suck. And Strand and Alicia, they tried to show me they were better, but they turned on each other. They're not better than anybody. And Morgan hasn't been that great either. But you, you were different. But you just showed me you're worse than they are. Daniel can't help what he does, but you can. He hands over his radiation detecting device and says, I'm going off on my own and he leaves. Well, don't you need the radiation thing to to live? But he gives it to her. Mm. Dwight is back on the submarine He's with Morgan and the girls and he's got the big bag of guns. And it would have been nice if they showed us them fighting the hundred walkers. That would have been something exciting in the episode. You know, there was no excitement. They're like, yeah, we're going to go fight a hundred walkers and we're back. (laughs) Here we are. Dwight says, well, all we need now is an army to use these weapons and perfect timing. Bullshit. Luciana comes in with all of the people they need (laughs) to use the weapons. Exactly. (laughs) Daniel says we need to plot and figure out how we're going to overthrow Strand. And for now, you know, we're in. Let's do this. Daniel says we need to plot and figure out how we're going to overthrow Strand. And for now, I'm in 100%. I'm good to go. Let's do this. Yeah. Cut to Wes at the call box at the tower. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, they're going to let him live? So he, they're going to let him live there? He knows there's a war coming, and he knows there's radiation walkers being let loose. Or he's going to be a big narc. Yeah. So does he really want to be on the side that fights Alicia and Morgan? So whoever answers the phone, he says, tell Victor it's Wes. I want to make a deal. And the guy on the other end says, why would Victor want to make a deal with you? And Wes says, it's because I can save his tower. What do you think? So he's going to rat everybody out. Rat, rat, rat. Ooh, that one. uh, Like Batman, bring the rat to the light. Yes. Scenes for next episode. Speaking of Batman, we're we're taping this on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. Wednesday night is Moon Knight. Final episode. I can't wait for that. And then Thursday, I'm going to see Doctor Strange. In the oh, multiverse yeah. of madness. I, I will <laughs> say, if you're a fan or you want to go see it, you really should watch episodes one, four, eight, and nine of What If on Disney Plus because they feature characters that are going to appear in the movies that you have not seen before. And you should watch one, four, eight, nine. Just for now, the other episodes. That's a great tidbit. You can watch the other episodes, but I'm telling you for the movie, one, four, eight, nine. They're about a half hour each. Go kill two hours. Uh, on Disney Plus, if you have it, because it'll really help you understand who those characters are. That's it. I'm done. Uh, more scenes from next week. Morgan's baby is missing from Strand. Strand can't find it. John Dory is going to use that as an opportunity to get close to Strand and get on his good side. Wes is on the roof with Victor, looking out with binoculars. We don't know what they're looking at. Morgan's on something, a rooftop somewhere, but that's not what they're looking at with the binoculars. Radiation walkers are coming. There's a huge rush of walkers. I'm sorry. There's a huge rush of water in the tower that knocks them down. I don't know where the water's coming from. And Howard and a guard throw some woman off of the roof of the building. Because as we find out in the next episode, which I I saw a teaser for, she says, I didn't do anything. And they say, we found a walkie-talkie in your desk drawer. And she says, that doesn't mean anything. I didn't do anything. It's not mine, I swear. And they throw her off the roof anyway. God, they like to do that. These people Yee. are friggin' demented. Yeah, my God. Oh, so, there you go. All right, Jamie, we had a pretty good time last week at the end. So Yes, we did. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap this baby up. You know what time <laughs> it is, Jamie. What time is it? It's time, it's time to, to shut, shut this shit down. down. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.